Hello, listeners. This is First in Gold with Freddie and Pete, a football podcast with everything 49ers first. All right, Peter. Well, we're back at it here. Uh, by week, obviously, on, uh, in full effect. Hope you've uh, been using that extra time to, you know, walk the dog and relax and enjoy a couple of days off with uh, no headaches, you know. So, um, you know, looking back, obviously, we had the Cardinals on Sunday, uh, Trey Lance's first start. Uh, I know you and I had a lot of uh, varying views on that, but we'll get into it here shortly. Uh, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm curious. We've had a couple of days to you know let everything kind of simmer. Is probably the right word to use, you know, considering <laughs> uh, how how it felt over the last couple of weeks. But yeah, um, you know, I just kind of wanted to get your initial reactions with Arizona, man. Um, how do you feel about it? And uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I like the first thing that we've seen from Arizona is that they're probably one of the top best teams in the league right now, probably top three, easily top three best teams in the league. They got it, players on both sides of the, of the um, offense and defense. Mm-hmm. They're just riddled with uh, playmakers. Um, so I'm surprised that we kind of kept it, you know, within a, a touchdown uh, um, in this game, especially having the backup. And like you were alluding to, we we both have different stances on Trey Lance and how we mm-hmm. feel about him. Um, I feel like he's still pretty raw, very, very raw going into this game. And oh, yeah. I was hoping that we wouldn't have to see him have to utilize him at all this year and that he would be able to, you know, learn under Jimmy Garoppolo and, mm-hmm. and under the tutelage of Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we know Jimmy Glass is what he is. And mm-hmm. uh, Trey Lance was thrust into the starting position right um week five and uh and and from everything that i thought he was and needed the time uh i think that he still showed that and mm-hmm. there was quite a few reasons right like um he has we know he has the arm skill he has the big arm he can throw the deep ball mm-hmm. but my question was always can he read defenses can he make the right reads can he make the throws against NFL caliber defenses. Right. And I didn't see that at all this week uh, mm-hmm. against Arizona Cardinals. I, he, he overthrew people still underthrew. He was late on some throws. Mm-hmm. And even when he was running, which is supposed to be a strong point, he, um, he made questionable calls. Didn't get down <laughs> soon enough. Um, was always to me, it looked like he was always looking for contact when there was a couple of times he could have ran out <laughs> towards the sidelines yeah, and avoided yeah. a lot of that. And then we saw that fourth and goal one where he was running, you know, out to the right, uh-huh. tried to dive in and took three defenders to the face. Right. Kind of reminded me of Jalen Hurd and, and was pretty, uh, pretty scary at that point yeah. when you invest a lot in a quarterback that could possibly have an injury. Right. Um, and then you don't even get to see him complete a full game and he could be on the sidelines for a couple of years. So I, I, there was a lot that he still needs to work on. Uh, it's unfortunate that he had a knee injury, so he's going to miss um, probably a few games. We'll probably have Nate Sudfield as a backup um, <laughs> going and going back to Jimmy Garoppolo. But yeah. other than that, I mean, I think he still has a great uh, deal of promise. Mm-hmm. Um, he just needs time. Okay. When you say deep ball, I'm, I'm curious because, uh, I mean, I and there are things I'm going to – you know, touch on here shortly, but with the deep ball, I didn't really see him throw a deep a lot in that game. 
you know? No, so, I'm just saying he's got the big arm. He's got the arm. We're, we're never going to – I don't think we're going to see him throw deep, especially with this offensive line. That was another thing I was going to kind of talk about is the center and the right guard play was just horrendous. And mm-hmm. he's never going to have enough time, either if it's Garoppolo or Lance or whoever's back there, they're not going to have enough time to let the play yeah. develop and get, throw a deep ball. Yeah, and uh, part of it too is I, I look at you know the Sunday night game and I saw you know the the guys playing there um, and it made me believe that like when you look at a Josh Allen or Mahomes, you know, the the night after you look at Lamar Jackson, th- those are three guys we've always like you know in some capacity have thrown their names in with Lance over the last like six months, right? If you if you think about it, and for various reasons, whether whether we're talking escapability, mobility, arm strength. If we're talking about uh, just pure athleticism, you know, he, he can kind of check off those boxes, right? That, that those other guys can. The difference, though, I think with, with him, and, and this is going back to the whole deep ball thing, is um, it's supposed to be a package deal with Kyle creating that opportunity for him to sling it to the right receiver or the right space, you know, on the field. And, and I think part of it, you know, Peter, is, is I feel let down by Kyle being – creative enough to do that and the, the reason I, I am confident to say that this is on Kyle as well is because you know we you and I went back and forth on how anemic the offense was you know with Jimmy the first couple of weeks um, when it's all said and done we still scored the same amount of points with Lance in there and that's a different quarterback right so so now you have to ask yourself well was it really Jimmy which part of the answer is yes or is it that just Kyle just hasn't done a good enough job on his end to scheme uh, Lance or create those like, types of uh, passes that should showcase his, you know, deep arm and other aspects of his, of his game. So I feel very let down. I feel let down by, by Kyle in regards to how he utilized Trey. And look, yes, he's raw and all that, but he didn't make it easy for him in regards to at least – give them the option for one read and then take off or roll out or do bootlegs or, or just simple, just kind of basic plays. And it just felt, you know, I don't want to compare him to Matt Nagy in Chicago with Justin Fields first start, but you know, it just didn't feel like a good game plan. You know, I didn't really see the the genius of Kyle Shanahan show itself in 60 minutes in that game. So um, I, I guess that's, that's part of my issue with, with, with that you, game. Is, is do you know why that is? Well, it's because Trey Lance is still very raw. You saw how yeah. he wasn't very accurate. He he made some amazing throws. A couple to uh, Brandon Ayuk, you know, the one on the the out to the left uh, sideline, and he hit him on the mark. That was a tight throw. But uh-huh. then there's other ones he overthrew people. The interception, he overthrew yeah. a wide open receiver the week before when Debo Samuel was, you know, all alone on an island. He underthrew him. <laughs> Debo had to completely stop and actually come back for the ball um so he's not right now he just doesn't have the accuracy and like we had talked about uh when buffalo was playing in the sunday night game uh and and it kind of got me thinking back to um josh allen going back to the sunday night game um with uh the buffalo bills and watching josh allen play it just got me reminiscing back to his rookie season and how raw he was and how inaccurate he was and what he mostly relied on and that was just you know undesigned runs mm-hmm. um so i do have a lot of hope for trey lance and yeah. i don't want to put the onus on kyle shanahan um you know he's built this team as it's a run first 
team, and we're down to what our fourth string running back now with Mostert, yeah. Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty right. all being out, and then um, uh, Elijah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. He's still kind of nursing that shoulder injury. So, to me, if we don't have that run game going, and even the wide receivers, they're they're built on getting the ball to him quickly and letting him create after the catch. I mean, we see that with Debo Debo Samuel now in his third year, and he's probably one of the top wide receivers in my mind in the league right now with what he's yeah, done. But after Debo, you don't have any production because Kittle True. can't stay healthy. Mohamed Sanu has 10 catches for 90 <laughs> yards in five games, right? He's averaging two yeah. catches and, and 10, 10, 15 yards or something like that a game. So that's not going to cut it for me as a third receiver. And then Ayuk has been on the mill carton. And for whatever reason, right, it's not about talent. He, he is just as talented as a lot of the guys, the big name guys that we talked about that are, are wide receivers on premier team. So I'm not going to sit there and say he's not good enough. That's not what it is. I just don't know what's going on with them, right? Whether it's yeah. his lo- loss of desire, his passion, his heart. He's got something personally going on, you know, that maybe has a fight over yeah. the summer. Yeah, you. And so yep. I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned about, you know, where he fits on this team in terms of we needed him to be a number one receiver and a primary target. And right now he, he just is not that guy. So yeah. um, it could change, but uh, there's not a – I haven't seen a lot of evidence that it that it's going to. I mean, you still do have to have a lot of hope and faith in the season, right? If we lost to the Arizona Cardinals, who have all these potential pro bowlers, all pro players, we lost by seven points. The week before, we let that game slip away. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was Russ. Russ was doing what he's doing. Our defense played solid for a lot of the game and they I think they played solid against yeah. the Arizona Cardinals especially for what we have you know like again third or fourth string cornerbacks yeah. um we're missing Dre Greenlaw uh defensive lines looking good Joey Bosa I mean Nick Bosa sorry he's mm-hmm. he's still doing his thing being a beast uh D Ford's actually been a complete surprise for the season and we're glad he's kind of back to form and he's being able to contribute a lot yeah. more so than Samson Ebukam but um yeah, I mean, there there's still a lot of issues. It's kind of good that we have this bye week right now. And uh, I hope they work on a lot of things. Hopefully, maybe we get that second-round pick, that right guard in there. And, oh, thanks for my uh, – yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and kind of tighten up that offensive line. That maybe would alleviate a lot of options. Maybe we see Eli Mitchell uh, a lot healthier because when he was there healthy running, he looked solid, and maybe that would make a difference. Yeah, I, you know, you lose three games by seven points or less, so a one-possession game. Uh, that's obviously something that, you know, you, you have to put a pulse on because it's not, um, you know, it, it's one it's one drive, one possession that really kind of can change the whole the whole game at that point. And you're right, the Seattle game, um, for what it's worth, I mean, it was three drives that Seattle had in the second half that really got them, you know, those two touchdowns. But other than that, I mean, you know, if you really want to, I mean, we were punishing them for most of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's neither here nor there because you're facing Russell Wilson. And you know what he's going to do in the second half. And uh, we just didn't execute. And we also had a guy who had never played, you know, uh, a down of NFL football, a regular season. And was, you know, he's, he's still a rookie, you know. And so, look, I agree with you. He has a lot of growing to do. He is not Lamar Jackson. He is not Patrick Mahomes. He is not Josh Allen right now. And if I, if I even made a comment and said that he was – then you probably need to slap me, right? And or something, because because we both know that he's just not right now, you know. Right? But yep. he can eventually grow into the the type of 
players, right, that those guys are, but yeah. it's but it just won't happen after a game, right? And so, right. you know, we're, we're at a crossroads because, yes, two and three, you're not going to throw up your hands and say the season's over. Like, okay, I get it. Like, there's a lot of teams that have started out 500 the first eight games and then they go on a run and, you know, they, they sneak into the playoffs and they make it to the Super Bowl. So that happens every year, right? So you don't have mm-hmm. to be – undefeated you know there's no guarantee the cardinals are playing in february just because they're five and oh right because they're still the bucks they're still the rams they still got to deal with us one more time so you know there's there's going to be some some hope there that uh some of these teams that maybe have better records than us might not finish the year the same way so um, yeah you never know last time arizona Cardinals started five and oh the end of the season i think it was what five and twelve or something like that or <laughs> What was it? Something like five and five and eleven, six and six and ten. Yeah, they're they're, they're a good not- team, but um, you know, I I, st- I I'm still gonna give you know the if we're talking within the division, I I think the Rams are still the more complete team uh, out of the two. I don't mm-hmm. think they beat the Rams the second time around, but look, I mean, San Francisco has a lot of issues. I told you this the other day. It's more deep seated than just who's who's behind center. Obviously, yes, if Nate Suffield is fucking starting for us against the Colts, I'm not going <laughs> to feel very, very good about that. Uh, I, I also know that th- there's more, there's more to the, to, to the sauce, right. In terms of like what's going on with the team that we need their like cornerback play, right. Josh Norman, he's got way too many penalties for me, man. Last three weeks, like he just, when he's played, it's just, I, and, and, it, and they're always on, like on critical situations, you know, a third down, and then they give a new set of downs to the team. It's just, yeah, 20 yeah. yards. Exactly. And, then, and now you just flip the field, and now, Josh, you know, you're, you're now you're battling them in scoring range. And so I think that there's there's that concern. Running game is just inconsistent. Like, I think Trey Sermon still can develop into, you know, a solid back. But, like, we, yeah, we don't have a, a true, like, established runner right now. So, See, you I- know. Yeah. I know you like to point to uh, Kyle Shanahan's kind of lack of creativity is what you said, but I would do you one better. And I think it's on, I would put it more on uh, John Lynch. I mean, in his tenure, he hasn't really drafted anybody in the first three rounds that have really contributed outside of Bosa and now Debo Samuel. I mean, we still have Kinlaw. He's kind of unproven, right? In his second year, Ayuk, he's kind of, you know, he had flashes his rookie season, but now he's not doing so good. But, man, his first draft, um, Solomon Thomas, Ruben uh, – what was it? Ruben Foster? Ruben Foster. Yeah, Ruben Foster. They're, they're both gone. I don't even – you know, Foster's not even in the league. Solomon Thomas on another team. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's that's not helping you. Maybe that's why they traded all those picks to get Trey Lance because they thought he was the guy. But if Trey Lance isn't the guy, uh, I'm sorry, but John Lance def- is going to have to go because – we can't we can't rely on fifth round and sixth round picks to to get the job done all the time, you know. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Dante Pettis was a bust, and he was a second round pick. And um, you know, I, I think there's always hopes with some of these guys that you know that they're going to work out. But the, the the truth of the matter is, none of them have been really true home runs. I think Nick Bosa is an outlier. Why? Because you know the team that took uh, a player before him was Kyler Murray, right? So mm-hmm. um, you kind of just lucked out and just had Nick right there had. Shanahan and Lynch had like the fifth pick or the seventh pick or the tenth pick. Oh, dude, they would have yeah. fucked it up. They would have fucked it up. We, I mean, they would have. They would have got a guy that they could have gotten later, you know, in the teens and would have drafted him at five, you know, because it would have yeah. been too too many options. There was no other option 
at two in that draft other than Nick Bosa. And yeah, he could have been one. Should have he should have yeah. possibly been one. But yeah, Kyler Murray is just another world, otherworldly right. team as well. Yeah, but so we possibly had Trey Lance at wherever we were sitting. What twelve? Yeah, in this or Fields. Yeah, or Fields. Or Fields, or we could have got a cornerback that we needed. We needed interior line help in the second round, and and a cornerback there. We could have had Asante Samuel. I mean, there's so many, there's so many different possibilities to get to get a guy just to sit for a couple years, potentially maybe one year. But that's and, the issue. That's yeah. the issue because had we gotten Lance at twelve, I don't think you and I would have been in such a disagreement the last couple of weeks because. You know, we, we got a guy to basically work on as a project. You didn't invest as much as you did in him. So you don't really feel mm-hmm. like that pressure, right? That that, that right. added pressure of the pick. The problem is that you moved up nine spots to get a guy at three. And now there is this expectation and pressure to, like, use the toy and play the, you know, or, or, or take the, the car out of the garage and play the player now, right? So you, you want to, like, you want to see immediate results for an early pick. And I think yeah. that's that's just the reality is just um, part of it too is the added pressure that we're we're putting on Trey and on the positioning of where he got picked that we want to see him next week, right? Yeah. Um, and, th- and and that-, that makes it tough that his predecessor is Jimmy Garoppolo, and they know Lynch knows and Kyle knows that he's not going to stay healthy. So why mm-hmm. get a guy that's going to be a project if if you might only get you know half a season out of Jimmy Garoppolo? Right, and which goes back to you know should they have taken Fields or or Mac? And I think you know uh, there's arguments for either one of those. But you know I I, I still believe and I still think that Trey Lance has those qualities that are going to wow you on Sundays. I'm just concerned that Kyle hasn't schemed it up yet enough for us to see it. And you and maybe you're right. Maybe it's because he just hasn't developed you know or acquired yeah. those those nuances as of. Um, I, I mean, he, he did to... it with a rookie RG three, so I, I believe that he can he can scheme it up. It's just that he's only what attempted less than four hundred passes in college and in his whole career, including high school, it's less than four hundred and fifty. But attempts. that number that number stays the same if you don't play, though, right? So, like in yeah. in two months, you're you're gonna still say the same thing. But well, he only played one you know one year in college, and he only had one game last year, an X amount of snaps, and so. You know that you don't move the needle if he just keeps holding the clipboard. So that's the problem so, too. Is so you know. so do you chalk the season then and and play Lance if he's healthy, just for the for for the uh, whole experience argument? I, I don't think you're chalking the season to any. I, I think you run the risk of chalking the season more if you don't find ways to put him on the field. And I also think that if Nate Sudfield or Jimmy Garoppolo play more than him, I don't know if that's going to solve any of this, right? I just don't. Um, so I think it's a tough question. I, it's hard because do you want to see an 80% Jimmy Garoppolo out there, right? But and, and then how do you really know that he's 100%, right? Like, how do you really know? Like, we thought he was 100% last year when he played against Miami, and then he left. And then the same thing oh, no, he was. No, he didn't look good last year when he came back too early. Yeah, but we didn't know that he came back too early until after the fact. When he was playing in the game, like leading up to it, like he had the full week of practice. Everyone said he looked good. Like he had no no brace on his knee. Like he was ready. He looked he looked like he was ready. And then, but he wasn't. Well, that's my point. Is like, are we depending on the fact that you know we're gonna get him back? But do do you do you know what version of him you're gonna get? Right? Because anything less than what we've seen is just unacceptable. <laughs> so I don't know. I think um, to answer your question, man, um, I think Lance needs to play more. 
it's just a matter of, you know, do you feel like the scheme? Yeah. Like I, I agree with you there. Like he does need to play. Like I think he could be extremely helpful in, in the red zone. And then in that aspect, you're playing then 11 on 11 ball because you don't know if he's going to do, if he's in a, a pistol formation, is he going to do an RPO? Um, and then if he's running the ball, then it's 11 on 11 and he's got, they got an extra blocker as opposed to, you know, handing it off to a running, a running back. And then the quarterback just standing there and watching. But his design runs are like one yard runs and they're garbage. The only time he's, well, we saw it work week one. The design runs. Yeah. No. When they, when he came in uh, week one or week two and they did that uh, goal line design run with him. Right. That was like at the five yard line on the outside. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's when he needs to come in. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking like, you know, in within like five, 10 yards of the end zone. That's different. I'm talking like at the 50 or wherever, like, you know, the the only times he's ran an escape has been on a passing play that's broken down. And then he takes off for, he can take off for a first down or nine yards. The, the design runs within like the five or 10 yard line. Sure. The only issue I would have with that, though, is it almost seems like you know he's going to run. So it, it just feels like you're bringing him in to be a bully, right, like a, a bulldozer. And I think that's just where you start to get into, like, well, you know, are you risking him for injury? But also, like, wh- where's the creativity there? Because shouldn't he have the option to pass? And we should see him pass. In yeah, he can do that. He can do that in the 10 yards from the goal line. Uh, and, and those right now, those are the only those are the only passes that he can complete. Anything <laughs> anything further than that has been, been off target. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, man, he, he has a lot of mustard on his throws. I also think his receivers aren't <laughs> helping him, you know, yeah. like, I mean, a lot of drops this year and, you know, Kittle's not in there. So Kittle isn't the security blanket for Lance. Like he hasn't for Jimmy on a lot of Jimmy's like bailing him out has been George Kittle and, and Lance doesn't have that right now. So, um, you know, I, I'll give him that. I'll give him some credit there, but yeah, it's, it's going to be, the the Colts. I, I don't think that we win that game if if Nate Suffield is playing. No, and I think it maybe if we have healthy running backs and they just feed them all day long. Right, right. Try to win ugly. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about the rest of the season? And I mean, you know, I think we talked about this. Uh, the the stretch of games we had against Seattle and Arizona, Arizona and Green Bay were probably the rough roughest of the bunch, right? In terms of the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do you see things kind of unfolding with, with the rest of the year? Um, you know, I, I'm pretty hopeful. It, it's, it's still, there's still a lot of games left. I mean, it's, it sucks that we're in the NFC West because every team above us now is probably going to beat us. Um, we might be able to steal one from one of those teams and maybe Seattle, I would say. But other than that, I don't, I don't think anything, any team on the schedule remaining is, is unbeatable. I mean, you look at Indianapolis Colts, they're one of four, Chicago at three and two. Jacksonville hasn't won a game yet. Minnesota's mm-hmm. two and three, and we know they're very beatable. They have a lot of weaknesses. Cincinnati, they're three mm-hmm. and two, but again, I don't think that's a, too difficult of a game. Uh, Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston, like mm-hmm. those are all winnable <clears throat> as long as we have um, a ma- majority of our starters healthy, we can win those games. I yeah. think maybe at, at, at at worst, we're probably ha- going to have seven losses, so that puts us at ten and seven. I don't know if that puts us in the playoffs. I hope it does, but maybe we steal another one from Arizona or the Rams. But we have to make a push late and uh, keep winning games. Yeah, I mean, you got to start stacking wins here. Keep yeah. winning games. Yeah, 
yeah, you got to start stacking wins. And, and so like, yeah, I mean, at very minimum, if you win the next two, you're at, you know, four and three, and then you're playing Arizona and the Rams. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel better playing Arizona and the Rams when I'm four and three, as opposed to like two and five or three and four, because if they beat you, they're pretty much giving you the knockout punch in, in the uh, NFC West. And so you want to go into those games with at least, you know, some, some momentum. And like you said, some healthy, you know, we had our bye week. I don't, I don't normally like bye weeks early, but I'll take it uh, when we've been playing the way we've been playing. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they need to, they need to look themselves in the mirror and make some changes and adjustments and, you know, figure out what we're going to do uh, at quarterback. Cause if, you know, 10 is healthy, it's probably who they're going to go with. If he's not, then you better, you better get Lance ready. Cause he's had a week off and, and he, he needs to be ready to go. So yeah, that's uh but yeah, man. Um, sounds like we got some work to do. <laughs> yes, sir, man. We got to get to work. Yeah, man. Well, appreciate it. All right, faithful. Until next time. Catch you guys later. Nice, brother. Thank you for listening to First and Gold.